Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, hi there. I'm Kyle Moore. And what you've just stumbled upon is, well, it's another episode of your mom's favorite mental health podcast, Life's a Wreck. Hope you'll stay a while. Drink? Sure. What do we do here? Well, now that is a fantastic question. But then again, I wouldn't expect anything less. What do we do here? That's an age-old question, isn't it? It's something we're still working on, and, well, between you and me, I hope in a strange way we never truly figure it out. But at its core, we talk. We just talk. Simple right? We just chat, share stories, relay experiences, we talk. And today, today's no exception. Is it good? Oh, my dear friend, it's an absolute wreck. Salut. What's up, everyone? I hope you're enjoying your Friday. Welcome back to Life's Direct, the podcast where I, Kyle Moore, and the personification of my mental health, of course, uh, explore the world through the lens of mental health with special guests. And today is no different. But before we begin, how you doing, man? <laughs> like, well, you know, funny you should ask. I mean, you said you were moving away from me and this concept uh, on the last episode. So not that so hot. I right mean, I, well, okay, well, I do want to experiment with some new formats for the podcast. And honestly, like right now, with where we're at mentally, like I kind of figured maybe compartmentalizing these internal dialogues to the internal would be, um, I don't know, I guess like more important or more beneficial for like us right now. Yeah. But like, isn't that the point of this? You know what I mean? Like, like I don't feel good right now. I don't feel hot. There are so many things that are swirling around there. There's shame. There's disappointment. There's those feelings of self-loathing. Like the, the leaves have been shaken. So many things that we have to work together on dealing with, but that I embody in these conversations. But that's the whole point. Isn't it? Like, that's the whole point is to showcase that dichotomy that exists in all of us. You're right. You are. A hundred percent. But like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like this tremendous amount of pressure to get it right. You know, to figure it out. Capitalize on the moment, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's, it's 
I don't know. I don't know. How has that ever served us? Remember the empowerment of embracing the wreck? The whole concept. Life's a wreck. Embrace the wreck. Embrace the wreck that is your life. Why can't we be the wreck now? Why can't we just embody what has served us? That flawed, nitty-gritty, blood-under-the-fingernails crawl back and make it wreck that just understands that this wreck is all we got. Because that's hard, man. You know, we know how hard that is. It took years. And now some days it's like, well, fuck, here we go again. You know? Then you just said it. Then here we go again. Where's the choice in this? Do what we do. Put our fist in the dirt. Get back on our feet and keep moving. Baby steps forward. Always forward. It's always been that way. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of hitting me, like, as we're having this conversation that even though you know, we're not feeling at our best and you're literally the personification of that feeling right now. Like you're the one doing the supporting and like, you know, pushing forward, championing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Cause we're a team, man. You're like, it's always been you and I literally day one till eternity, you and I, we're sick. Always will be always have been. We will never have a neurotypical brain. We will always deal with this shit. And yeah, I'm the embodiment of it. Sure. But even being sick, it doesn't make me any less of you or you any less. That's interesting. It's insightful. I, I can appreciate that 100%. I mean, hey, we might wake up and, and think that we're just like a pile of steam and shit on a sidewalk. But, you know, some days we have our moments. I might not feel uh, like a million bucks, but uh, you know, I don't can't know. argue with I, you I there. guess like I want to talk through what's going on here. Use this platform for what it's for. Authenticity. You got it. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, we're right, but, you know, we'll take the credit, of course. I actually feel like talking about this stuff, like, it, it really does transition well into this episode. It's all yours, dude. Take it away. This week on the podcast, I'm chatting with somebody who I believe embodies that authenticity that we were just talking about. A man who is truly one of a kind and does not shy away from that. A man who is going to hear red gummy bear jokes just flat out the rest of his life. Uh, the one and only Canada's favorite house guest. I mean, my favorite house guest too, but I'm an unapologetic New Brunswick homer, so cut me some slack there. From the most recent season of Big Brother Canada, Martin Frenet. Marty is a fraud investigator and father, a hockey coach, and somebody who you'll hear in the episode who I believe is a fantastic role model for men everywhere. Um, he's somebody who I look up to as well, and, and I'm so grateful that he took the time to have this chat today. Marty has dealt with depression and PTSD at times in his life and is open about working through and growing from those difficult times. We talked about doing this episode in the house, so I'm honored to have him on the show. Great man, great interview. Marty, welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing? Yeah, this this is the first week coming out of the house, by the way. Uh, actually, good so far. Uh, so good. far, so good. Uh, just being back with family, like for me, like, you know, that's the first time I was away from family, like for more than a week in like 20 years oh, or, or yeah. so. So like, you know, like last night we, we, we made a fire, you know, I have a, a few pops around the, the campfire yeah, with yeah, my yeah. wife and my daughter. It's, uh, it's, it's so good for me. Like, uh, I'm, That's I'm, good, I'm, man. So far, I'm doing good. Good. That's great to hear. I know that th this transition, I was, I was really looking forward to talking with you because this transition was definitely uh, one that, you know, I've been out of the house now for a month and a bit, you know, kind of thing. And it's still something that on the day to day, like, you know, little things will pop up that I'm like, you know, kind of give me that, that heebie jeebie kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I do know that when, you know, when we were in the house together, like you talked so much about, um, you know, how family is a huge part of your support system. So I imagine having them back, like, are you starting to feel a little bit like Marty again? 
that's the only thing. Like, I feel good and everything, but like being back in the real world, it's a bit weird. Like, yeah. Just like, 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 uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, like, but like uh, right now it's playoff hockey. Normally, like that's my time of the year where like, you know, like I'm stick like right in front of the TV and like right now, like I have zero interest. You know, like, uh, I know sitting there with my kid and it says, oh, by the way, Guy Lafleur passed away. It's oh, sure. Like that. That's mm. And it's oh, by the way, Mike Bussey also passed away. Like, oh, okay. Is there any other yeah. or like, right. you know, like all stuff that we miss when we're inside the house? Right. So like just learning to get back, like to or regular like activities and you know like that's that's the part where it's a little bit weird for me right now absolutely 100 percent um you know what have you kind of found is like the uh the like how long exactly were you in that were you away for uh 90 days let's say like 87 days. days throughout the whole like big better process yeah. plus we we hang around for the weekend and stuff so like uh, i was True. away for three months wow yeah, that's so a, like, it's amazing how much changes in in three months eh Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listen. I was only gone for about fifty, and uh, and when I came home, like my roommate picked me up, and he was like, "Oh, here's like a laundry list of things that you missed." And I was like, "Oh my, I'm trying to process the game, let alone the rest of the world." So, um, yeah, and that's that's the experience, that. like just being cut cut away from everything, like no internet, like no contact with family, like, like zero, right? So we came out. I remember Different. one time we. Uh, we went to the studio uh, to do the jury deliberation. So like mm-hmm. we drove there and we were looking at the price of gas. I'm like, oh, it's two bucks a liter. Oh. That's not good. <laughs> Sickening. And then we were figuring like maybe there's something like with Russia and Ukraine. Then we started seeing the Ukrainian flag everywhere. I was like, oh shoot, this is not good. But like, you don't know. Like we, yeah. and you, you ask the guy, like, is everything okay? And I can't answer. You know, like, wow. It's, it's, that's, yeah, that's, that's stressful. Eh? Parts. Yeah. To be kept parts. in the dark for so long. I know that was my big thing while I was in the house was just like, I mean, being a family oriented person myself, like you just can't help. And also being somebody, uh, you know, who struggles with mental health issues, like the anxiety surround being completely cut off was just so like, so extreme, you yeah. know, not being able just to get those little, like, you know, p- p- what my parents would call them as like proof of life texts, the little, mm-hmm. just like, Hey, I'm okay. You know, yeah. everything's all good on my end. I was fortunate on my end and I was like winning those three HOAs. So I got three letters from family. So like all during my time, I, I got to hear from them and, and, you know, in the letter it mentioned everybody was okay, everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. So like that was really good for me. If I didn't get those letters for that whole time, it would have been like a hundred times harder, you know? Like, oh, at least gosh, I got a little contact with family. You know, I was lucky. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just wouldn't lose a competition. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Mr. Yeah, I was going to say kicks Mr. <laughs> the old man by the sea. That was, uh, you know, I, I always that was one thing that I got one like one hell of a chuckle out of after I left was seeing you stand up in front of everyone and say, if you need to backdoor an old man with a bad knee, I was like, Marty, get the fuck out of here. You were like the most in shape person in that entire house. And then the next week I backed your Herman. <laughs> oh my god. This is hey. Kevin. This is Kevin that made me do that. Kev That's why you won. What a game, eh? Kev, absolutely. That was like even hearing back some of the uh, and trying to put the pieces together, because like I found when I was in the game, and this is something that we'll get to is like kind of how you feel when you're actually in the house. But when I was in the game, I like I, I think in my day-to-day life I'm pretty good about like, you know, you take like you, you see something and you go okay, you know, somebody tells you something about somebody and you kind of say, okay, like, I think I understand kind of like the, the situation, but in there, like, it's just like, you're, it's like, you're trying to, you know, 
guide a boat through fog. You have no idea what's around the corner. And Kevin was just like, he was operating. He lived in that fog. He was the fog. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of the that. That's the thing he... for me, like my regular job being like a investigator. Yeah. Um, I, that's one thing that I mentioned, like, like in the at first when I interviewed and stuff, I said like, if somebody wants to lie to me, they'll have to get up pretty early, swing one by me, blah, blah. And, and honestly, like in real life, whenever I work, like I'm really good at reading people, but inside that house, it's a lot different. Like really, yeah. really different. It's hard. Like, because some people are, are doing this on purpose and like, like Kevin was really good at it. So like, you know, Helena did the same thing. Like she played me the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, I always had a little bit of doubts here and there, but whenever she uh, didn't use a power of veto on me, then I was hooked a hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming as well. So yeah, I know it's a, uh, it's a tricky game. It's a tricky game. What was, uh, you know, why, why did you decide to apply for the show in the first place? I mean, what was the uh, kind of catalyst behind actually wanting to get on? Uh, always been a fan of the show, like since uh, season two, Big Brother okay. USA. My wife, like you know, got me to to watch it. I'm not a big reality TV guy, but my wife watched all like Amazing Race, uh, Survivor. Mm. She said, like, try this one with me. And so we started season two. I liked it. And then I rewatched season one, and then since then we all watched the seasons together, like all USA, all Canada. Wow. And uh, I was always been a big fan, but I honestly never thought about applying it. zero. Uh, and it happened uh, last year. This was my second time applying. And last year, and I mentioned this in the house, but like we were watching, and then there's an ad that came in and said, like, you know, it's time to apply for Big Brother. And yeah, my, my wife wanted my son to apply. And when they went and checked like the rules and stuff, he had to be 19 by February 1st, mm. and he was going to be 19 by February 8th. So he was, oh. it was like a week <laughs> late. So, like I said, no problem. I'll apply. And they both started laughing. So I said, huh, all right. So the next day at work, <laughs> and I asked a coworker, I said, hey, come downstairs and we will shoot a quick, quick bio video for really? you. Like two minutes, one take, send that in. And that's how it all got started. Wow. That's cool, man. That's cool. So, I mean, uh, when you actually heard that you were going to be on the show, I mean, like walk me through the emotions and that kind of stuff, because I mean, we had very different experiences in terms of what, you know, what got us there. But like, how was that rush when you were like, oh my gosh, like this is actually uh, going to happen. Like they do. To be honest, like the first time that you really hit home with me, it was just before going in the house. Um, I saw a commercial saying like Big Brother starts March 2nd and with Arissa. <laughs> like, we're talking about a season. And that that was like a holy shit moment. I was yeah. like, whoa, I'm going inside the Big Brother house. And like I, I think the night before I came in, I actually dreamt about like walking in the house. It was so weird. And you know, like it's yeah, so were you were you nervous to go in? Like, what was the uh, you know? How were you feeling I, those days leading up? Yeah, I can say like the the you know the last month or last couple of weeks before going in, I was such in a good mindset. I was mm. ready for it. Like at one point, I I, I thought about like going and rewatching like like season one, two. Like I had a lot of time and I could have done that, but at the same time, I didn't want to psych myself out. Um, I knew I was in a good place and I didn't want to become nervous, so mm -hmm. I was okay. All the way, even like walking on stage with her. So I'd say the, the moment where I really, really became nervous is whenever I took my first step in the house and I saw there was 12 people waiting for us. And I was looking <laughs> yeah. around and I was like, where's the other old people? Like, only one or what? So that, at that point, I was like, holy shit, will I fit in with this group of young kids, right? Like, right, so yeah. That's the one time I, I became nervous. But like before that, like even like walking on stage, like standing next to her, so like I, I was just like 
psyched and yeah i did not nervous at all like i just say like, this is it what it is what it is i'll, I'll do my best and that's mm-hmm. the way i approached it but yeah for actually the first night the whole time i was i was really really rattled until yeah. until the second day and i don't know if you were in the room for this i remember gino was there i think uh, we Stephanie i think we shared there. a bed the first week yeah but yeah the second day were you there when i put in that red uh that pink dress yeah the tutu the tutu yeah yeah so yeah like whenever <laughs> i put that on and everybody started laughing and stuff and we're kidding around so oh, okay i'll, I'll be good i'll fit in oh absolutely no you didn't miss a beat man honestly like every i i adored you everyone and everyone was a huge uh you know you're an easy guy to like for sure um in terms of like the prep leading up to the house to like me be in a mentally good spot i mean i know uh you know for guys who have experienced uh you know, some kind of, uh, you know, mental health dips in their lives. Like, you know, that can be a hard thing. I felt going into the house that I was in a really good headspace too, but I had to put in some work to like, I was meditating almost every day. Um, I was really trying to like, you know, visualize and, uh, and, you know, saying those like affirmations, you know, sitting there meditating, I'm going to win big brother Canada. Even if I don't win big brother Canada, my, you know, what comes out of this will make me a winner, like trying to get to that point. I mean, did you do any kind of, uh, you know, extra work to kind of get yourself uh, mentally ready um not really i can tell you like you know like normally this this process when you apply and stuff starts in the fall and then the ad comes out and stuff this was my second year applying um to be honest like in this black like last summer like i went through a really like rough spot um you know i, I shared in the house like you know um, over the last few years I've, I've been struggling a bit with like mild depression uh, I was taking medication and like last summer I, I felt great. So I just said like, oh, I'll stop my medication. And I was supposed to like to wean down, I was supposed to alternate days. And um, at one point um, I, I just like started like forgetting and uh, like three, four days, I haven't taken any. And at one point I said, oh, screw that. I don't need this. Right. So I really like went like this. Um, so started to retake my medication and this was like in the summer. So during the whole time in the fall, I was like rebuilding my confidence whenever like the, mm. the time came to apply, I apply and stuff. And, you know, I, moving up like to around Christmas, then I was like a really better mindset than you know, Good. Like, at, like normally this is January, February before the, the, the show starts. So mm-hmm. I got back in a, in a good spot, but yeah. So when I first applied at the second time, like this season, like I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent to be honest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was for me when I say mild depression is just like, losing confidence and yeah. you know, like little things like that nothing major like i, I continue working i coach mm-hmm. coaching hockey but it's just like i didn't feel like 100 uh, yeah, like confidence like you. so you know like to to go through the the uh, interview process and stuff like not being 100 percent was not easy but no i made it true hey. but yeah like a month or two before going in the house like i i I felt like I was back myself and ready to go. And but like for me on my end, it's, I, I did more work um, on the physical side. Like I knew being older, uh, I lost like maybe like 20, 25 pounds. Like I, I like I work out like maybe two, three hours a day, like mm-hmm. just nonstop, just trying to get ready my best shape possible to get inside the house. You normally only get one chance at doing this, so yeah, absolutely, I make it count. So. So I, I made a lot of work on that side and we're probably going to discuss it a little bit later, but like, that's one thing that I do, uh, to work on my mental health is just like exercise every day. Yeah. It does it wonders for me. Well, and especially once you're in the house too, because I mean, we could talk about it, but like the, the house definitely, I just don't, I, I really kind of like 
thought long and hard about, okay, you know, this situation might come up, this situation might come up. I have to be like mentally prepared to handle this kind of stuff. But when you're in that environment 24 seven, the lights are on, the mics on, the cameras are following you around everywhere, especially when it's a week that you're like an HOH or, you know, that you play a pretty pivotal role in that week. Like I started to really feel like the weight of being, being observed. And that was a really tough thing to be around 24 seven. Cause typically in my day-to-day life, if I'm stressed out, I'm like, okay, I go for a walk. I do my, you know, I, I talk with my friends. I have my support systems, but to have all of that stripped away, it, uh, it definitely like after a while, especially after the first few weeks, first few weeks felt like I was whistling Dixie. Like I just felt great. Uh, and then as that week, week three, week four, that was just like 14 days of, in my head, could not escape it, like just stress, stress, stress. So yeah. it's not easy, man. No, I know, and I totally like relate to that for me as well. Um, the week when uh, I turned on you guys and stuff, like the following week, whenever I won the Power V, the week when Gino nominated me and stuff, yeah, like right. I went through like a, I hit like kind of like a bottom, I fucking cried, and yeah, and um, I bounced back from it. Uh, and then, like I say, like, uh, last three weeks in the house has been very tough for me and mm. it's the same thing like you just said like it's if i'll be on real life i would have been okay because yeah. like, uh, i could have talked with my wife you know like talk my friends uh i could have exercised when i wanted to but like being inside the house like sometimes like you just you feel shitty or something and you say oh man i need to exercise well tomorrow there's an hoh comp so right. you really want to approach that with like heavy legs and you know like so, and then you're limited in what you can do, like at home, like I, I had a knee operation la- last April, so um, a year ago. So like I do a lot of biking, uh, stationary biking, but in the house, like for cardio, like the only thing I could find that really worked for me was the stairs, which was pretty like a high intense workout. Uh, at the end, they gave me like a skip. So I did some of that I, I did a lot of walking around the backyard when i could when it was mm-hmm. open yeah so like i say like it's your your me- uh, coping mechanism are, are not there and mm-hmm. you know it's hard to um you know work on relieving your stress and yeah I, you guys seen and I, I haven't seen it yet i'm re-watching the season slowly but surely but uh at one point like i, I snap in the house like i, I bang my fist and pressure needed to come out and yeah. you know, in normal time i would have probably um release that pressure by exercising by talking to with, with people but in the house it, it, it's such a pressure cooker that big time. At one point i just snap for a second and look pretty and it's, bad doing it but it's, yeah well i mean even like the even just the vibe of like the people around you because if like if if you know especially during a week where like the hoh it's like a it's like a tougher you know hoh week kind of thing like there is an air of like tension and anxiety in that house and it's just like it creates an environment that's just tough to tough to escape as a fan of the show were you expecting it to be as taxing as it was no yeah for me i was getting there and i was gonna be like this fun like we'll hang around drink beer like being the yeah heart yeah. <laughs> like, yeah we'll play comps we'll make you friends and yeah a lot of that was there but at the same time um you know like you're, you're putting the pressure cooker and, and you know as well as i do like the little things that you don't see on tv like we never know what time it is like yeah that was tough time to eat like you know like it's just like you eat when you're hungry um the little things like that like you go to bed at night and it's like a thousand degrees and then you wake up oh, in the middle God, of the night yeah. it's a freezer like it's like those little things just add up like to like just mess with you know yeah like, it makes you like crack right so 
But at the same time, for me, um, like being in the house was so, um, and I knew that coming in, I had mentioned it, like I'm French and speaking in English, like all yes. the time for me, it's mentally like draining. Like it's just like, it fatigues me, right? Mm-hmm. Like normally if I go away, like on a weekend uh, hockey tournament and I speak English the whole weekend, when I came home on uh, Sunday, I'm, I'm not like exhausted, right? Yeah. So I, being, I knew being in the house, like 24 seven, always speaking my second language would be tough. And then if you add the fact that you have a lot of stress, you're always, your mind's always working game like you go mm-hmm. in the, the hallway bang you meet a house guest it's game time like yeah. we're talking it it everything like matters right yeah and then if you add like the studying element to it so that, that's a, a taxing as well uh, it, was, it was really really like uh, tough right yeah well you can completely understand how like it takes people months to to recover from something like that like just to to feel like they have their uh you know like their batteries have been replenished because i truly like I remember when I first left the house and, and the circumstances I left under were like, you know, not exactly, uh, you know, you just had to go and win that veto. You had to go bring yourself off the block. Um, but uh, but after I after I took off, like for a week, I don't think I talked to a soul. Like I just kind of like I, I just was so like you're in that environment, in that environment. And then the next second, you know, it took me but by the time I got evicted to the time I was home, it was like four hours five hours so it was just kind of like it was sitting there like did this actually happen was this like a fever dream kind of thing and uh and yeah to sit there and like just be like to try to process everything but to know that you're finally i think the thing for me was to know that i was finally safe like to know that like i'm in my environment around my people i didn't i like i was able to kind of just like I felt like I was just like a clenched fist the entire game. And then I was just like, I <sighs> was able to yeah. like take that deep breath. And so after that, I think I slept for like three or four days straight because I was just so exhausted. So yeah. for me, it was a little bit different. Like to like, and I mentioned it earlier for me, the last three, three weeks in the house have been very, very tough. Like I kind of hit the bottom. I was in jury house or in the actual uh, house? In the house. Yeah. yeah. After uh, day 34, after the chain of safety, when I, mm-hmm. I voted against Gino, um after yes. that like uh, i really like you know like uh, hit bottom it was tough uh, i wasn't at that point i wasn't having fun anymore to be honest like i was playing the game like i i wasn't marty anymore i was just i wasn't kidding around and stuff and during those because there was three weeks after that uh, i was hoh twice so being hoh is a, a lot demanding like you say everybody's coming at you to talk you have a lot of stuff to do like with dr like the, the, the ceremonies and everything so it's, it's a lot taxing um so yeah so i did that for three weeks and then coming out like like you say right away you you have the back like your friends so but I, like for me i was in jury so i mm-hmm. didn't have that right i was still cut off from everything and to be honest like when i i went to jury like the, the two weeks I was there, like I, I, I found it tough because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't wait to get back with my family. And, and I, like you said, like it took me like a week, just take a step back and just like recuperate. But I was trying to do that, but I'm stuck in a smaller house with a bunch of other house guests that are yeah. having fun and yelling. And so I, I spent a lot of time, like just on my own, I like, went to, uh, to the side of the water, just sit, like read. And nice. I need like, a, maybe it's because I'm a little older, but I need like some, quiet time yeah so like that that house was a lot of hectic like you know people having fun <laughs> and stuff and which is great right but at the same time i needed that time like just to recreate so jury time was was tough you know i uh, i was kind of anxious like to get back and then like I, 
see that my family and stuff so yeah, yeah. it's bad when I, whenever i got a chance to meet my wife again you know? oh absolutely dude i do have to say it was interesting uh you know i was kind of joking i was sitting here when i, I watched when you got evicted and uh and i was sitting here with my my roommate alistair and i was joking like as you were as you were walking up there with uh with summer i was like i don't think i've seen marty look so peaceful <laughs> like, no, it was just honestly, in a long time yeah. Yeah, and whenever I came out and there was a asking me, said, Marty, I've never seen you so calm. Yeah, because I was like, like I had nothing left. I was yeah. just exhausted. Like it's just uh, as much as I like the last conference veto, I, I like I prepared like I always did. Like I was jumping around, like stretching. Like honestly, at that point, that did that's a week after the wall comp, and I was still mm-hmm. hurting really bad. That like, comp I, was I ridiculous. Yeah, I, I stretched and I, I prepared as much as I could for the veto when they tried the hardest I could. Uh, even like during the ceremony, like at one point I realized, hey, I only need two votes here. So like I was trying, like I thought I was still good with Helena. I just find mm-hmm. out after that they, they had something with Kevin and everything. But I was trying to get Helena and Jason Lynn since everybody had turned on me and Jason Lynn. So I was right. trying to get those two together and say like, save me. Like we'll play together. And so until the last minute I was pitching, but at the same time, like I, I knew my time was up. And like I was kind of like in, in, like you said at one point like just coming out and just getting away from that. You know, like, hey, um, I trust me. I was relieved too when I got uh, after I got evicted. I wanted to fight tooth and nail to be in that game, but once I knew that my game was over, I was like, I was like, get me home. Like yeah, exactly. this is this is fine. Like <laughs> hey, things didn't fall my way. That's cool. Get me back in my own bed. I want to fall. I want to walk out of the shower tonight. I want to throw my towel off and not, uh, you know, not yeah. have my, uh, you know, my manhood broadcast to all of Canada. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's an interesting one for sure. But the one thing I wanted to make sure that I, um, talked with you about, because this was something that, uh, you know, when we were in the house during your, um, during your week two HOH, that was the first time, um, you know, like as I reflect back on my time in the house personally, and one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the podcast and we had talked about, uh, you know, we had talked about having, having you on and doing this for, for a while when we were in there. But, you know, I, I had that moment in week two after I saw, you know, you talk about your family and you read your letter and I walked out of that HOH room and I was bawling, dude. I was like yeah. crying my eyes out and I'm not a huge cry. Like I cry once in a while. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, that cathartic release. It just, everything builds up. Nice cry. You feel good. But I just started to like, I just started to cry in that moment because I just realized that like you embodied a lot of what I didn't really see around New Brunswick, which was um, you know, uh, a, a guy who had grown up in that kind of like blue collar, more traditional um, environments uh, and who was still willing to talk about, you know, what you had been through and, and talk about, uh, you know, your emotions and show emotion. And that was so huge for me because I never got that growing up, you know, in yeah. my in, in St. Stephen. Like it was just one of those things where even, uh, you know, my dad's a really, um, you know, he's a he's a very empathetic, caring person. Um, but, uh, you know, even still, when I talk about him with some of this kind of stuff, like he talks about how it's, it's nothing was ever talked about, uh, mental health wise when he was a kid. And so growing up, like when he was an adult, it still wasn't talked about. So, I mean, I wanted to make sure I gave you your, uh, gave you your roses for that because that was a really like powerful moment for me on a life standpoint, not just, uh, not just in the house for sure. So, um, you know, I appreciate you, uh, you doing that for sure. I appreciate you. And honestly, the, if I wanted or didn't want to, uh, when I, 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 as soon as I read like 
hey babe like i just broke <laughs> yeah <laughs> no man hey listen i think if we had a uh, if we had a mary lynn uh, counter in the house about every time yeah. that you said mary lynn uh, i wasn't sure how many was how many was getting out there so when i came out i said like how many do you get so wait a sec i have a folder and she, no way and really oh that's so sweet a bunch of them like, you know that's so great. Yeah. But um, yeah, kind of just like piggybacking off of what I was just talking about. I mean, uh, I would love to kind of hear, you know, from your standpoint, uh, when you had opened up about some of the uh, different struggles that you've had throughout your life, like, was that something that you were thinking you would do while you were in the house? Or did it just kind of happen naturally? Oh, yeah, like, it's something I, I'm open with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I went through some really tough times uh, with my accident and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, I'm, like it's it's been 20 years since then. So, like, I, I always say, like, I'm uh, uh, I'm better at 95%, you know. Like, yeah, right. I'll have little flashbacks here and there, but it's nothing major. Mm -hmm. But, like, knowing what I went through, you know, um, if somebody is out there right now living the same situation and just hearing like, you know, how I got out of it and if I can help somebody like all, all the best. Right. So, of course, um, it, we're, you know, we're 2022 and, you know, like there's the bell let's stock day. And like, I think we made like, you know, huge uh, stride in, in the mental health uh, area or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, space. Uh, and I'm not ashamed of that. Like I say, like I, I, I shared in the house, you know, that I have been struggling with mild depression. I never told that to anybody. Like I coach hockey. I don't think nobody would have never known about it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing major. Just after, um, you know, uh, a couple of years where I, like I, I, I put a lot of time, like I, when I was coaching in Camelton and driving back and forth, like, you know, living in Quebec and I just got gassed out and I uh, had a hard time yeah. like, coming out of it, you know? And, uh, but yeah, and I shared that with the house because like yeah. somebody else may be in that same situation. And if, you know, hearing me talk about it, it helps them like all the best, right? hundred percent. Well, that, and that's what I was going to say is like, I think for guys like us, like guys who grew up in the East coast and, and, uh, you know, super involved with sports, uh, you know, big physical guys, that kind of stuff. Like it is something that, you know, you, <laughs> you'd be amazed how much just hearing somebody like us has that, uh, you know, has that impact, but it's, it's substantial for sure. So no, it definitely, it definitely was something that was, uh, you know, it was really, really, really cool to see, um, to give people kind of a bit of a better understanding about, um, you know, your accident and just kind of like the after effects of it. I don't want you to have to, you know, go back and we can kind of discuss like if you want to kind of give just a little background on it, by all means you can, but whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but, uh, you know, after you had kind of experienced that, like how did that kind of bleed that from that moment, how did it bleed into the other elements of your life? Uh, well, just give it a little bit of background. Like I graduated high school and, you know, I, 60% average modified classes. Like I didn't care about school. I knew mm -hmm. as soon as I was, I was done, I would, I would go in mining with my dad. Uh, three weeks after graduation, I was working seven days a week in the mines. Uh, so I did that for four or five years. Everything was going great. You know, I was making tons of money until one day I got one of my coworkers that got crushed in front of me with, uh, by a four ton machine. And it wasn't, it wasn't nice to see. Um, <clears throat> So I was, I was diagnosed right after with uh, like acute uh, post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome. Um, like to give the example, like the way like that uh, I, you know, like I describe it to people who are not too familiar with it is like, 
to give you an example, like I've never been scared of thunder and lightning in my life. I'm not scared of it now, but like during that time, like if it would have been thundering outside, I would have been like under my bed, like a little kid, like crying my eye out because I thought it was the end of the world. Right. Like they explained to me since I have like a big shock on my nervous system, uh, it, it created like a, a bunch, like it screwed up like my, you know, like my, um, whatever yeah, it just kind of shot your nerves yeah my nerves yeah and then it created like a bunch of like unrealistic fears and you know like uh, i would never sleep at night i was too scared um so so after the accident i had like a couple of years where like i was i wasn't functionable i didn't do nothing like i, I would never ever ever sleep at night i would take like you would like sleeping pill and it even it didn't even work i would sleep during the day i was too scared that night mm. uh and then i met like a bunch of psychologists and, and it wasn't working until the, the one day where i met one where it clicked with with her and she gave me like little exercise and we talked about it in the house she said like yeah. no, uh, one step uh each day and it gets better uh so i started doing the exercise and little by little like started to get better and that that's when like i, I you know started like to rebuild my life uh, i went back to school like i said like i graduated but like by the skin of my teeth so like mm -hmm. i was you know but i started right away in college or uh, i doubt i would have succeeded so like mm -hmm. i i decided i'll do everything back from grade 10 in high school so um, I started the first semester, I had one class in the afternoon because I didn't sleep well at night. Uh, next semester, I had two in the afternoon. And then the year after that, I started with like a full schedule. Uh, and so I did two years of upgrading. Then I did college. Then after that, I went on my own to finish my bachelor degree in university. How old uh, were you at this time? Uh, when the accident happened, I was like 24, 22. 22 i think okay and so four years yeah by the time i finished university i was like 26 27 i think so i had i had my son at that time uh yeah. not long after i got my i had my daughter uh so yeah so like for me a like walk on in your life during that time yeah and like for me like how like you said how that could relate to like my life today and stuff like mm. i think it it just it's it's because of that that I am the man who I am today in the sense that I went through so much during that time. Like for me, there's nothing that's impossible now. Like it's I, I, like, you know, a lot of time I'll, yeah. people will ask me like, how do you describe yourself in one word? And for me, it's always like perseverance, you know, yeah, yeah. I just never quit. Like there's nothing for me that I can't do. Right. Yeah. So, like it's uh, like having to go through all of that. Uh, and, and, you know, like for now, like there's nothing for me that's impossible mm -hmm. if, you know, say, Hey, Marty, like you should try to get on Big Brother. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like, you know, like I go there. Okay. I, I got to go comp against like little kids. All right. Uh, <laughs> kick your butt. You know, like I always <laughs> yeah. think that way. Right? So like, yeah, it really like changed me the, the guy I am today. Like, you know, where, yeah. Like, where, were you always, or, uh, were you always wired like that? Or was it something that after you hit those low points? Cause I know for me in my own life, I wasn't necessarily somebody who thought that I could drag myself up from rock bottom until I found myself at that spot. And it was like, okay, I've got two choices. Basically it's either this is the end of the line and this is a pretty miserable place to end, like to, to finish off. Or I got to crawl. I got like, you know, it's like bloody knuckles. You got to crawl your way back kind of thing. Um, and I think once I was actually faced with that, that's when I realized that I was capable of so much more than I thought. Um, does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, for me. Yeah. For me, whenever that happened, like the way I came out of it, 
it's it started from there because I when I was a teenager in school like I, I did the ambition was not there as much as like, I already knew what I was gonna do and you know uh, but yeah no after going through the accident uh, like rebuilding my life from scratch honestly uh, for me at that point there was nothing that I couldn't do uh, you know the job I have today um, <clears throat> back in the day I was like uh, involved like in a, just like a social uh, group like uh, it's a French one but let's say like the uh, lions or like the uh, what do you call that um, I forget um, but like just like a social like club like yeah I got you I got you yeah fundraise and you know rotaries that was rotary that yeah, was, yeah you know like something like that it was a French one called Michelieu but I got in, involved in that when I was in college and you know just like I, I started like at that point I was like I don't know I, starting to be like a go-getter and stuff. I mean, one of the guy that, that was in there, like the, I think like the average age group was like 50 in that. And it was like, like 20, you know, right. <laughs> he, he just went to his boss said like hired this guy. Like there's nothing that guy can do. You know, and nice. I just find that out like later on. So it's pretty cool. Right. Yes. Absolutely. As a, uh, as a, as a dad um, and as a coach too, like you're, you know, you're in a position of leadership with young men um, you know, how do you, uh, how do you go about, uh, you know, having these conversations with them? I mean, are you, uh, you know, when you're talking about the challenges that you faced and, and, you know, pulling through, like, what are the messages that you're trying to get across to these kids? Well, yeah, no, it's for sure. Like for me, that's why I like, like, uh, coaching hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's give, give us a chance, like to teach like life lesson to kids. It's not just about hockey. It's just like, uh, I get to coach like the person as well. Right. Uh, so yeah, just like sharing like stuff that I went through and, you know, like whenever we face adversity, how are we going to handle it? Um, it's, it's, it's all good. You know, like, that's why I like to do that. You know? Yeah. Well, you definitely yeah, like, no, you I... seem to be living through like, a, like an example, like you, the way you live is an example of perseverance, obviously, you know, being open and honest about the things that you went through, not being ashamed of them, being able to, to own it and say, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Uh, if it wasn't for these hardships, I mean, I think that that's just such a great message because I know that, uh, you know, for me, like. And I'm definitely somebody I very much look up to you. You know, I think that you are a fantastic figure, like within your community, and and a you know, I think that you represent New Brunswick incredibly well. And uh, you know, uh, everything that you do and the way that you live and and talk about your family and everything, like that's that's amazing. Um, and I think that just like by showing this element of like how a human can be valued without this element of perfection, that there are things that can happen in your life that kind of suck that they're, uh, you know, that they might have lasting impact, but you can still live a fulfilled and happy life. I mean, that's, that's just alone. That's enough. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody, you know, has some, some rough, rough times and, Certainly. you know, everybody does mistakes. And if you look at it, like, honestly, like, if you look at my game during the, the season this year, I'm your brother. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of mistakes. I did some stuff. Yeah, I, for me, it was really important, like how I was portrayed, like, like for my character, like I wanted to make somebody that was honest and, you know, mm-hmm. like I knew it was big brother. I knew at one point I would have to, you know, turn on people and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm a big fan of the show. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, like, like with the, the second time when I turned on, on Gino, um, and then the same night I won HOH. I had a decision. I could have just kept lying to him and just say like, this is a game. And yeah. it could have been, it would have been okay as well. Like people approach it that way, but like the, the type of person I am in life is like, Hey, I did a mistake, you know, I'm sorry. 
yeah. I, I admit it the next day and I say, look, I went HOH, you'll be safe. Don't worry about nothing. Kick your feet up. You're good. <laughs> well, that <laughs> was, yeah, hey, I try man, to make up for it. That was that came a bit me in the ass too because when after uh, after the the flip happened in week three, um, you know I came to you and I said uh, and I remember being like Marty, see I didn't turn on you, I didn't turn on you. Like let's let's run this. Like you know you ha- you trust me, I trust you. Let's go, you Gino, Jason, I, and let's absolutely like run this thing. And uh, I remember at the time you were like, no, I have to be honest with who I've like worked with this past week, and I have to continue to do that. And I was like, no, Marty. <laughs> Yeah, come, I know, back. come back yeah. to me yeah yeah, oh, yeah no that, that's the thing like for me i approach life the same way like i'll do mm-hmm. mistake um whatever you just bounce back and do the best you can right so same thing for the kids like you know like uh, whenever i coach like you know somebody like makes a pass across and you know serves up the big pizza to the other team and they go in and score and then they come to the bench and they put their head down and i'll just tap on their shoulder and say hey like moments done like concentrate on the next shift and you know so everything's really relatable right so 100 is that is that kind of like how you're approaching like the aftercare of the house where it's like i can't change anything about what happened it is what it is now i'm back to to being me and like i just have to live with it kind of thing yeah and honestly yeah it's and you've been in the house like i say it's such a hard experience there like and uh, as much as it's tough on you at the same time like you know like like winning or you know like doing mm. good in the game it's it's really hard so like i'm not ashamed of anything i did like you know like the time when i turn on g the second time i would have never do that in life never like yeah. whenever i shook his hand in the pantry and i told him i said look i would never turn on you in a second time i meant it yeah like being inside that pressure cooker when uh, josh grabbed me by the arm they pulled me in that meeting yeah yeah everything yeah. was like go 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 and we were kept hearing like house guests to the living room and like oh shoot like everything was like such a jumble and i, I panicked and i i did that but i had like two minutes to take a step back and and and, and just breathe i'll say like shit i'm not voting g out you know but mm. uh, house hey, makes you do like well totally things. and if you're and if you're thinking like okay like you know i've got five people here who are saying a hundred percent that they're doing it and you know okay, well, maybe this is the chance to take, it is, it's the game. I don't blame you one bit. Like I was, I was really surprised that, uh, that they backed out at the last second. I thought that they would be gung ho to get Gino out of that game. From what they're telling me, like I, I saw like, um, you know, like, uh, caught in the moment. Like I, I couldn't believe we were doing that. So I was looking at the ground the whole time and then they were trying to signal saying no, and we're not doing it. And I asked Helena that was on the left of me is like, I told her, I said, are we really voting out Gina? Like, you know, and she's, she said, she said no, but I didn't hear her. And I was like, everything oh. went bad, right? You know? ah, yeah. But it's uh, like, like for me, I, like, not that I'm not proud, but like it's, I, I, I wish I would have done, like, a, you know, take, I had two minutes to do a different decision, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Like, you know, totally. it, it was hard, sickest circumstance and you just pick yourself up and move uh, and try to do your best you can. And, for me, it was like, all right, there's a HOH tonight, you know, and let's let's win power. Actually, yeah. I was able to do it, so I was really glad. Oh boy, you know, it, it helped. <laughs> oh man, I was I was I was really happy to see you do as well as you did for sure. After, I honestly uh, didn't know like if if I would not have won that, like how I would have handled that. It was because I remember as soon as I heard the vote come out, I was like, 
shit, I know exactly what happened here. And I was like, I went in the pantry and I was like, I'm done with this. Like, screw yeah. this. Like, I, this is not for me. I'm not that type of person. And I was like, and then I, I just thought, I was like, no way. Like, I'm going to win power here and I'm going to get even here. You're going to make that, it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the same time, like, I knew I had to lie because as soon as I would say, like, oh, by the way, I voted for you, G, uh, G whatever, I was screwed. So mm. I, I knew I had to lie until I got power, which right. I was lucky that was the same night. But if I wouldn't won the, that competition, you had to just I don't know on. if I could have hold on and kept lying. Because oh, yeah, you might have had to kind of thing, like, depending on who so won. I don't yeah. know how I would, have, I would have handled that. So I was glad, like... I, I, as soon as I won power the next morning, I, I didn't even brush my teeth. Uh, like, gee, <laughs> sorry, I did this. You love these early morning talks, eh? I was at the receiving end of a few of them. It's like Marty, geez, man, like let me let me get a get a coffee into the system first. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. No, I think that's early honestly laser. like. Really, yeah, you got to love it. You got to love it. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely it was a pleasure to, uh, you know, go through this experience with you. You, you know, I, I did a podcast recently. Um, and uh, I thanked a few specific people uh, who had who had helped me in the house. And you were certainly one of them um, who was there. Uh, to kind of, uh, yeah, during during definitely the times that, uh, you know, needed to lean on uh, somebody else regardless if, uh, you know, and that was the biggest thing. It's like game aside, it was still one of those things where, you know, I was, I you know, a big Marty fan uh, in and outside the game for sure. Um, I'm, I'm curious kind of uh, with... Um, you know, moving forward and, and kind of like getting out of the house and, uh, you know, I guess just as you like look back on the experience um, through the lens of kind of like mental health. I mean, is there anything that uh, maybe you learned about yourself or, uh, you know, learned about, uh, yeah, the people around you or anything that you're just kind of like, huh, I don't know if I would have had that uh, same same way as how you went through tougher times and it's led to kind of these realizations. Did anything from the house uh, turn into something like that? So it's a really good question. Uh, the only thing I, I, I can say that I, I not that um, I find out what I, I realize is the little thing that I do in life every day, like just to work on my mental health, I do a good job with that. So mm-hmm. like, like, like when I was in the house and I could not use that, like I could not talk to my wife. I could, I could not exercise when I wanted to. Like just knowing that I couldn't do that, I, I realized how valuable those things are for me. Like just before we hopped on on the podcast, like uh, I was I was on the bike, you know, I did you know an hour just like. Yep this is important for me right so like yeah. yeah just just those little coping mechanism that we have like for me it works yeah you know, so. the way that i like to um end a lot of my podcasts uh are, are two things so the first thing is if you were to give a uh, a challenge forth to anybody who's listening to this podcast something that they can implement into their day their week their month whatever just something that they can do that has helped you with your mental health uh what would that be i can say that um as far as for me, and even when I went through my like my dark time, like with the accident and stuff, I was lucky my wife was there. Like she was my rock, and uh, I don't know where I'd be today if she wasn't there. So, for, as far as advice, um, don't be afraid like to reach out. You know, like if, if you're going through a rough time, like talk to somebody, anybody you feel comfortable with. Like for me, that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I said, like. Um, even like in the house, sometimes I, I, was, I wasn't feeling good. Um, I remember I was in the HOH room and feeling like isolated and stuff. And I was like, it's sometimes just the littlest thing, you know, like, say, ah, come on, Mary, like get up and like just go take a walk around the, the, the backyard. So like just, 
you start and then once you start you feel you start feeling better that's the way i feel in a way i don't know but yeah as far as advice would be like don't be afraid to reach out like everybody's it's always somebody's always like willing to help you out right yeah if i if i seen you in the house and i i, I could see that you were going to a rough time i reached out right away i was like mm-hmm. you know like you need to talk and so like it helps don't a lot be afraid to reach out to somebody you know yeah, it's amazing that the, uh, you know, the power of just asking somebody like, hey, like if you need somebody to like, you know, be a sounding board for you, give people that uh, give people that space to open up. It's amazing the the impact that it has for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing, Marty, I mean, is there anything that you want to uh, take an opportunity to uh, plug or promote while we uh, while we have <laughs> the platform? Um, no, the only thing I, I said, like in most of the in- interviews and stuff, like you, you probably see it as well, like. Ever since we came out of the house, like it's just the love we're getting from the fans is it's so like wow, you know, yeah. like, you know, like uh, three months ago I was like Martin Frenette uh, living <laughs> my day to day life. Now I, I come out and I have like people stopping me on the street and stuff, and I always like mention it. Like for me, like the love, like I I, I appreciate it. Like and mm-hmm. I'm getting like you know uh, fifty messages a day, like just hey Marty, I love your game. Uh, yeah appreciate it uh, and I, I reply to all of them yeah uh, so if anybody want to send me like a message don't be afraid to do so if you want you see me walking on the street and just want to stop and say hi take a picture whatever it's all good you know like i love it uh, i really love that it's cool isn't it it is it is neat i had uh I had actually a really nice interaction there the other day where I was walking just downtown Halifax and we were I was passing somebody at an intersection and they were like uh, they literally like stepped out onto the road and so did I and they were like Kyle and I was like uh, I was like yeah what's going on and they just put their hand up for a high five they high five me and they just like looked at me and they were like I'm proud of you and they just kept nice. walking and I was just like that was such a nice like yeah, that just made my I day I was like that was like hey, such hey. a lovely thing to say and like I'm glad that I had the chance to like meet that person so it is yeah, like the love just, does go a long way. Like every text that I, I receive, I read them and like some of them like really like sweet and nice yeah. and, and people saying that, uh, you know, like, like you mentioned, like when we're out there sometime, like you, they were going through a, like a rough time, whatever. And like just watching the show would distract me or like, I, I see messages like that and it's like, wow, you know, like if I, it's uh, it's, it's really fun to to see the love we're getting so yeah so if people want to send me a message or like you see me on the street don't be afraid to stop me and say hi i I welcome it well i mean hey regardless man you are uh you know a fantastic person i appreciate you taking all the time today this is uh this really means a lot to me and i know that uh, i'm excited to blast this one out to new brunswick because uh you know i think uh regardless of how the game uh, played out one way or another i think uh we both uh you know put new brunswick on our back at one point or another oh yeah it was great Five oh six, baby. I know that was the best. I couldn't bring. I have. A, I have a hat that says five oh six, and they wouldn't let me bring it in. I was. Uh, I was chapped. I was like, come on. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with you soon. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. And yeah. for everybody listening, Kyle's a great guy, <laughs> and you're doing a great job with your podcast. Keep doing that. You know, like proud of you for you know advocating uh, like mental health and it's such like an important space. So like, keep doing what you're doing and. Anytime you want to have me back, I'll I'll come and say hi for sure. Marty! (laughs) What a guy. New Brunswick. You love to see it. He really is a great role model for men. I like, I I don't know. I, I think he embodies masculinity in a really positive, healthy way. Love that. Absolutely agree. 100%. Favorite part? I love just hearing about, uh, you know, the support system side of everything. 
you know, how much that helps because like we've seen that too in the house, our own experience, but uh, I think it really just kind of like, it's important to hammer down that support system, to have that support system on the outside because Big Brother's not realistic. That's not real life. That's, that's nonsense. It's reality TV. But seeing how important the day-to-day maintenance is and having that support system, huge. Love it. Absolutely. I think what stands out to me um, the most is like just the way the man embraces the hardships. That's not easy. I mean, to see it as all part of the bigger picture, it's like it's admirable for sure. Starting to think maybe uh, we needed that right now. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think you're probably absolutely right. Uh, (laughs) Either way, Marty, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Keep being you. The world needs more men like you. And uh, the fact that there are boys in New Brunswick who get to look up to you. um, I think that that's just fantastic. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, We'll keep you updated on the next episode of the podcast uh, when that'll be dropping. So follow us on Instagram at Life's Rec Podcast. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. And close it out. Life's a wreck. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.